Section two of Fires and Firefighters by John Kenlon. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter two Firefighting in Ancient Rome. From the earliest times, the Romans well recognized the ever present menace of fire, and as a matter of precaution, a law was passed compelling the erection of separate houses, each standing on its own plot of ground but as the size of the city increased this regulation became more honored in the breach than in the observance with the result that serious conflagrations occurred frequently and thus the subject of effective firefighting was forced upon the attention of the authorities indeed there is nothing surprising in rome having been constantly visited by such calamities the houses in the poorer and more populous quarter of the city were usually constructed of wood sanctuary fires were continually kept burning in every household in honor of the domestic deities and it does not require the imagination of a jules verne to conjure up visions of the dire results caused by an act of carelessness or a moment's thoughtlessness the streets being narrow and tortuous the smallest blaze would quickly develop into a veritable conflagration the magnitude of which would depend solely upon the natural barriers which might stand in the way of the flames in addition intermingled with the dwelling-houses were vast warehouses and granaries which offered an easy prey to fire furthermore human nature in ancient rome was much the same as human nature in modern new york and enterprising miscreants were not lacking who realized that by starting a fire and availing themselves of the ensuing confusion they could enrich themselves comfortably and quickly at the expense of their neighbors they were in fact the germ from which developed the individual who is a terror to his neighbors a pest in the community and a source of constant activity to fire departments by whom he is dubbed expressively a firebug hence it will be seen that even at this early date the menace of fire in its primary conditions did not differ materially from the modern fire risks in many towns under the republic one of the duties of the roman triumvirs was to protect the city from fire and later they came to be called nocturnes because of their mounting guard during the night in this task they were assisted by the aediles to whom the care of the buildings in the town was entrusted this constituted the official fighting force but there were in addition private organizations consisting of slaves whose services were given gratuitously according to the wishes of their masters who doubtless in this manner hoped to rise in public esteem this forms an interesting analogy to the methods employed by many so-called philanthropists in the present day who are usually ready to support any public work upon which a liberal amount of limelight is turned little could be expected from a department composed of such heterogeneous elements ignorant alike of discipline and organization the emperor caesar augustus realizing the importance of effective fire protection in his capital introduced the first regularly constituted fire department known to history it consisted of seven cohorts each numbering roughly one thousand men their duties consisted not only in the actual work of fighting the flames but also in policing the streets contiguous to an outbreak and in preventing robbery and looting the fire chief was known as the prefectus vigilum 
he was assisted by three lieutenants sub prefecti seven tribunes forty-nine centurions and a great number of principales this last title was given to every one in the roman army who had any species of fixed office to all those in fact who occupied the intermediate ranks between commissioned officers and common soldiers prominent among the principales were the librarii who kept the accounts and paid the wages the buccinatores or buglers the ensign-bearers one for each cohort and the aquarii the siphonarii the sebaciarii and the mitularii to whose respective duties attention will be paid when considering the manner in which fires were fought there were also four doctors attached to each cohort and last but by no means least an official known as the questionarius whose interesting duty it was to apply torture in cases of suspected incendiarism the seven cohorts were quartered in as many barracks designated castra which were so located that each could effectively protect two of the fourteen regions into which the city was divided as to the construction of these barracks there is fortunately preserved an important record in the shape of a fragment of an ancient plan of imperial rome showing the details of the barrack allocated to the first cohort this was situated near st grisagone in trastevere and the building had evidently been specially designed for the use of firemen on duty the atrium or entrance hall was tiled with black and white mosaic arranged to represent various marine subjects while in the middle stood a handsome hexagonal fountain flanking the walls on either side were benches for the men while numerous inscriptions and rough drawings evidenced the fact that in their moments of leisure the roman firemen found amusement in caricaturing their fellows opposite to the main entrance of the atrium was a door leading to a spacious bathroom giving the impression that the wants of the men even in those days were the subject of as careful consideration as they are to-day it must have been about this time that the intellectual activity of the romans commenced to assert itself and not only the great thermes or baths were open the whole night long but also such halls of assembly as the palestrae the scholae the bibliothecae and the pinocotecae would be crowded at all hours with throngs of eager disputants in fact nocturnal life in rome had come to be an integral part of the city's existence this in turn necessitated some form of municipal illumination and this was likewise entrusted to the fire department a special branch being formed under the name of the sebaciarii after their first captain one sebaciarius special men were drawn monthly from each cohort for this service their duties including the supervision of the monster torches continually burning outside fire stations as a signal to all and sundry whither to repair in the event of wishing to give an alarm of fire some years ago a bronze torch was excavated not far from st grisagone which experts presume to have been a street lamp of this period fortunately rome was well supplied with water which was carried in hame or light vases by squads of firemen to the scene of an outbreak where it was placed at the disposal of those in charge of the siphones or hand pumps 
from specimens which have been frequently found in excavations these latter must have been very similar to the old-fashioned syringes used by gardeners only of course constructed of wood the aquarii or as their name designates the water carriers did not confine their attentions to that duty alone they were also expected to be conversant with all possible sources of water supply in the two regions of town for which their cohort was responsible on the whole the firemen were well equipped with apparatus including hammers saws mattocks and other such implements besides leather hose in suitable lengths large pillows specially designed to break the fall of any one jumping from a height were in general use and incidentally were not much improved upon till the beginning of the last century in addition the roman ladder the forerunner of the modern escape had already been introduced and a detailed description of the same may be found in the chapter dealing with appliances given these data it is not difficult to frame in the mind's eye a picture of a fire in ancient rome there is sufficient evidence that the romans were distinctly human and no doubt an outbreak of fire provided a pleasant interlude when the discourse of a popular orator started to become tedious hence it can be imagined even as to-day that the nocturnes or fire police were fully occupied in preventing the curious from hindering the firemen the prefectus vigilum or fire chief would arrive to take charge of operations and woe betide any one in the vicinity were there any suspicion of incendiarism the services of the questionarius or fire marshal would be hastily requisitioned and judging by the comprehensive fashion in which the law was administered at that period it may be hazarded that while no doubt the guilty eventually received their well-merited reward it is not unlikely that meantime a proportion of the innocent had also tasted that official's ingenious skill this assuredly must have had a discouraging effect upon the enthusiasm of the genus firebug for inasmuch as example is generally a deterrent it mattered little whether the punishment reached the real offender so long as the modus operandi of the punishment and the reason thereof were known and appreciated but to return to a more serious vein of thought it is a fact that modern methods of procedure against incendiaries lack the finality and thoroughness of those early days in a later portion of this volume the subject is treated at length and hence it is unnecessary further to pursue the question suffice it to say that broadly speaking the fire department of ancient rome was as well organized and equipped for its duties as many a municipal force as late as the eighteenth century and it might not be exaggeration to hazard even composed of as competent firefighters as some corps of to-day end of section two recording by maria casper